each episode takes seven months to produce. Yeah, uh, the listeners the, don't know this, but we have a, a very arduous honing editorial process that we go through for every episode. That's yeah, for every episode you hear, there are fifty episodes you've done. Each here at Thirty Minute Worlds, we have the finest aged episodes <laughs> in our larders, just waiting for you. Each episode has to be unanimously edited by all of us, so we compare the edits, and if they don't overlap perfectly, we scrap it. And <laughs> <laughs> this is a great no, it's actually, process. The parts that don't overlap just get turned into silence. Yeah, it's the best way to do a podcast. It's why we released that one episode. That is just like uh, 30 minutes of nothing. Right, the Sound of Silence episode? Yeah, Tomorrow? Flow Wars. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the Flow Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Rip that fucking episode, we man. We just can decide. We can agree. It was in a quorum. Well, we know one thing I can agree on, boys. Yeah. And what Melvin's is it? audio was fucked on that one. Yeah, that your audio is fucking that terrible. My audio was bad on that episode. <laughs> fucking yeah. destroyed. It was really bad. Everything I can agree on. I love this podcast. I love making the worlds with you boys. Not yeah, enough to is, show up for it all. Is that time, why you dog? always show up 30 minutes <laughs> late? That's right. I'm so excited to hop on the pod. I show up late. Yeah, that's what Wait. it is. It's not a crippling ketamine addiction. It's it's what love. Is, okay, hang on. I'm gonna I'm gonna freeze from justifiably calling out Belvin. Daniel, what is it with you and ketamine? You're the I'd only really one like to have the some ketamine. <laughs> Could I please get some ketamine? Joke? Uh, I don't know. Ketamine's a pretty funny sounding drug. It's it not is. as severe sounding as most of them. And welcome to Thirty Minute Worlds. This is a podcast uh, about creating worlds in uh, thirty minutes or less or more. We, uh, for you listeners, create a fantasy or sci-fi, or whatever you want, uh, probably up frogs, um, that you can use, or probably not use in your games. Honestly, this is a completely useless podcast. Well, no, if you enjoy the creation of settings, if you can nerd out over a fictional world, mm-hmm. then you are listening to the perfect podcast. Yeah, I'd I don't agree. think a single podcast yeah. has ever actually been useful in any way. There, there are podcasts that teach you about like first aid techniques. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and does anyone listen to those? To space, actually. Oh like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the ladies from Hidden Figures they actually had a podcast that taught <laughs> NASA how to build the space shuttle, and then uh. white people stole it. Uh, I like that yeah, one that had all yeah, those. They had to rebrand it as Compound. I no, may I, have, <laughs> I may have fallen asleep while watching <laughs> the movie. This is this is a Zen koan of a podcast. Like you get you get out whatever you put into it. Um, <laughs> I'm koans are notoriously like make no sense, and in their confusion <laughs> you transcend. Yeah. So yeah, in, in that sense, yeah, good take, Chessman. Yeah, I'm Zach Chessman. I'm Walter Kunkel. I'm Daniel Kennedy, and I'm Velio. And uh, your your little boy. Um, no. Okay, let me let me take another. <laughs> let me yeah, take wait. another pass of that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Interesting. Your, your large man. Your sweet no, that boy. doesn't sound right either. I'm the large man of the podcast, first of all. There's you, no right. disputing and, that. All right, tall He's doesn't a, okay. mean large. Well, I'm also large. How much do you weigh, dog? <laughs> you have the spelt figure of a Russian figure skater. I weigh 200 <laughs> pounds. Factually incorrect. 
That's true. It's not true. <laughs> it is <laughs> true, dog. Post it on your Twitter. <laughs> well, let's make a world, boys. Yes. Huh? Big big or small, wide or narrow, I am the lore lad this week, uh, which means that you Why three... is the answer, yeah. Need to... That's rude. It's very rude. <laughs> <laughs> so rude. Uh, Just give me your damn prompts. Uh, my prompt is ear. Ear. Yeah, it's the one thing I can't see on my table, which Yum. is why I had to pick it. <laughs> you can't see the back of your head either. Sorry, did I steal your prompt for next episode? Yeah. <laughs> uh, my word is yawn. We got some oh. bodily functions in the crew tonight. Okay. It's um, the one thing you can't see on your desk. Uh, my word is owl. Owl. Oh. Ear, yawn, owl. Yeah, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts that teach you how to do first aid on birds, and they had an owl episode. This might be one of our least forgiving sets of prompt words that I've seen. This might be the the fucking baton death march of prompt words. I don't know what, like, the hypothetical worst set that we've ever dealt out is, but this seems pretty hard. No, no, I'm feeling this. Oh, yeah? I'm gonna, I'm gonna toss, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna... Ignore yawn for now because it's just uh, I don't really want to be talking about it. Able. It's distracting right at the moment. It's gonna. I'm just gonna start yawning. The more we talk about, it. I'm already getting it. Um, so owl and ear. Uh, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is like, like partial shapeshifters, right? Like people who can turn part of their body into an, like an animal. Here's the concept. Um, it's kind of dark, but okay. what if there was like a magical attack, like a chemical weapon attack? Okay. Um, but Go instead on. of people having scars from chemical weapons, they have been transmogrified. Hmm. So yeah. All right. So the scars are like involuntary shape shifting. Yes. Like the okay. half half of someone's face is an owl because they were hit by this magical attack, and it went off. One time or a lot of times? Like maybe multiple. Like, maybe there was, like, a war. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. And there was, like, carpet bomb with the stuff. So yeah. kind of like a... Transfiguration bombs makes sense. Yeah. A magical Agent Orange, yeah. Yeah. Or, or like, a fallout from, like, a nuclear war. There's, like, regions that are still affected by it, kind of. Like, if you go in, you could come out with, like, more... Uh, I guess deformities, more transfigurations, well, maybe transformations. Like, there are people in society that have just like the remnants of scars, and then there are like whole swaths of the land that mm-hmm. are now like magic no man's land. Yeah, right. Induce basically like magical mutation or evolution if you spend too much time in there. Hmm. Yeah, because you would think you you might assume that if this partially turns you into an animal that if you were to stay long enough in it, you would totally turn into an animal. But more often the case is that you turn into multiple different animals at once. And then like, if you were, yeah. Without the functionalities of any of them, right? Like you're just like a guy with kind of a bear looking face, but you still have the physique Mm -hmm. of a human, you know, you're just like a shitty mutant. Yeah, well, what if there's just, like, conservation of mass? Maybe that could be one of the rules of transmogrification. Yeah, like, right. if you're an owl, you're still, you have the human weight 
Yeah, so like if if you have like a bare arm, it mm. wouldn't be like a huge actual bare arm, it'd be like a bear like arm, but only as much as your arm it, flesh is it look really <laughs> freaky, yeah. yeah. The cool mutations, like the, the the lucky people get a new set of ears that can hear better or a new set of eyes that can see better, and the unlucky people get like uh, they you start to grow a carapace over your body because you got like beetle Ugh. like yeah Ugh. uh or to Gross. avoid bugs like um your bones become hollow like a bird's but your body doesn't compensate in any way for that new shape so you're just basically oh. like a cripple if anything bad happens to you at all well you got like brittle bone disease you just like snap trying to lift things what's the technology level because people could maybe deal with this disfigurement using technology but not if it's super like low well uh, tech. I, I like magitech if you're established mm-hmm. oh hell yeah magitech yeah. knights did i hear gun lances did i hear, I heard gun, gun lances, lances and <laughs> walkers <laughs> I, I do think it would be a good defense against like you want some sort of like robotic like shell to protect you from like the like to be able to go into like radiation areas and to still be able to operate, like yeah, I think that's yeah, cool. I agree. There'd be huge zones uh, that would still be dangerous. They're bombarded with magical energy. No, yeah. that's cool though, because you could like basically you're talking about like robotic, like or not robotic, but like Magitech hazmat suits, and you right, could right. have like teams of guys that do mount up on. Hear me out, big walkers. Yeah, I'm I'm on right. Team Walker here. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. You have to yes. go into the zone and uh, yes. get magic artifacts and shit. And there could be like a, a dome city. I like dome cities. We all do. Is the dome city like ruined because a bomb went off inside it, mutated everybody, or is it like a refuge? Well, it, it's post bomb. It would just be harder to allocate enough resources to sustain a city, and that's why a lot of like cities wouldn't exist. Is people would leave. Uh, you'd be starving in there. Right. Well, maybe it's a refuge that has some like hydroponic farming and it can sustain yeah. people. But yeah, that, that maybe there are like still attacks happening within the city. People trying to set off more of the transmogrification gas. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had an idea actually for Yon. Okay. Uh, so this word association, the only thing that isn't associated with sleep in Yon is like a yawning void. Um, okay. That use of the word. So what if there's some void presence um, that rewards you for being militant, for killing people, you like, kind of enter this void state, but you also like lose your humanity, and that's the aggressive force sort of in the, in the void state. How does that tie to the animals at all? Yeah. So they use mm-hmm. the magic tech. They're the ones who deployed the bombs. They're the ones who are still trying to release the transmog gas. So the void um, faction... Right, it could be like a wizard tapped into it first, and now it's out of control. Could be something that isn't the wizard. Wizard did. When you say like a void state, do you mean like like a state that overcomes a human, like or a person, or do you mean like a literal like void in the sense of like another like plane or dimension? Could be both. Okay, it could be like another plane that's a source of negative energy or something. I guess, but like negative energy and building machines don't really go together. Like Magitech I, is about like creation, you know. If you're no, no I get, harnessing I see that energy, I see the, where this can go. So, this yawning void, right? Like, there's a few ways to think about like what is a void, what is like a nothingness, I guess. 
the closest thing that we actually have to like a complete void of, of nothingness is like at the end of the universe when there's no order at all, like chaos. So maybe this void is a yawning sort of like chaotic entity that is Ooh, like uh, a premonition of the end of things. Yeah. Mm. And, and people are sort of pulling energy from that, like, time oh, they're like pulling that's chaos energy okay if you could pull magical energy from a future apocalypse like what if there was a magical apocalypse in the future uh or a magical heat death of the world that was so powerful that it can radiate magic back through time and you can harness some of it uh oh, that's yeah. this cool. collapse yeah. and that's what's fueling ironically uh this magitech war that's going to lead to the end of all things is people are harnessing energy of the emptiness to come and the reverberation of that through uh, the cosmos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's badass. So you can sort of skim the power of the end times out and use it for your own devices. There would be definitely repercussions to doing that, though. Like, if you're stealing mana from the future and it was used in, like, a weapon that killed a whole bunch of people, it's going to infect that shit. Well, it was... Used to create something called like the apocalypse reactor, which, you know, it's mm -hmm. old, it's a bad name. Uh, they should have known, but it's powered by <laughs> the future apocalypse uh, and using apocalypse energy from the apocalypse reactor. Humanity was originally able to do all sorts of helpful uh, things, uh, but that Magitech that's powered by something that's inherently destructive wreaks havoc on the human soul and spirit. Yeah. And made us, as Belvin said, more warlike. I'm just still so st stuck on this idea of, like, the Mr. Wi like, hey, uh, Mr. Wizard, uh, what you working on there? It looks pretty big. Like, oh, well, this is the apocalypse reactor. It's like, that doesn't... Wait, it should be called APOC. You use APOC energy. Ooh, I, I like mean, that. if they were building it to be, like, a reactor that would be useful, shouldn't it have, like, an optimistic name that's now, like, ironic? Well, what, if it's, what if it's not, like, uh, what if it's not something called the Apocalypse Reactor, but what if it's called, uh, I've always liked the phrase Eschaton, which means the the end of the world or the final event and the divine plan. Uh, what if it was called, like, the Eschaton or something like okay, that? Yeah, I like the Eschaton, and maybe uh, the energy is still called Apoc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, because if you think about what they th uh, might think that this is doing, right, you might think stealing chaos from the end of time and bringing it back to now would sort of like delay the end of time, right? Yeah. But it actually accelerates it. But it is instead bringing the end of time to right now. Right. Like it is literally yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really cool philosophical and kind of, I don't know, I just like it. So let's talk yeah. about... Uh, like they discovered the Eschaton when we discovered kind of how to use magic and we discovered this energy that was floating around uh, everywhere I from really the future. Like what's, I really like that it's the Eschaton. Like the Eschaton, Eschaton is the name of the particle that they're bringing back, maybe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It sounds like a particle. I don't know. I just, okay. Eschaton's a cool-ass word, but yeah. Apoc is the energy, maybe. Right. 
Uh, also the, a great rapper. The idea that anybody could plan to make something like this and think that it would be a good idea at all is <laughs> a little bad. <laughs> well, it's, no, it's, it's like it's, it's like literally it's, unlimited yeah, energy that yeah, can but, never run out. It's renewable. It has infinite. Yeah, it's eco. <laughs> it, it's yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah, mana yeah. suffused with dead people. <laughs> <laughs> with with, with the souls of millions of dead people. <laughs> it is crazy, right? Because we, when, before we did the nuclear tests at wherever we did those nuclear tests. Bikini all. Yeah. Yeah, bikini. Um, nice there They'd done the math, right? And they were reasonably certain that blowing up a nuclear, <laughs> splitting the atom would not cause the end of the world. They were reasonably certain that it wouldn't light the atmosphere on fire and kill every single living thing right so it's good that it didn't it's very good debatable um yeah i find it totally realistic that we would repeat that mistake just bigger yeah so we have magitech we have a giant battery uh the eschaton reactor uh we have this weapon that was created sometime later as humanity devolves into a war with both sides deploying more and more destructive and hateful mm-hmm. technologies. Ironically, though, in this post-apocalyptic, like this kind of world we're living in right now, where the bombs have been gone off, the Eschaton is still sometime after that. Something still has to happen in order to trigger that infinite source of energy that happens in the future. Right. Like people are living in kind of a dark age, but it's not the apocalypse, you know? Right. The road to the apocalypse is still, we don't know how long it is uh, away. The creator of the Eschaton reactor, first of all, I think the bombs are like Eschaton bombs. Yes. Thank you. Like they are, when they drop, they, they release these Eschatons around and, and they are the, the things that uh, turn you into that shapeshift you. Um, the Eschaton reactor itself is something different. Like the creator of that, um, they he wanted to make this reactor to stave off the end of the world, right? And the first one he built didn't really work all that well. And then they built the bombs. And now, or like, the bombs are easier to build than reactors. I mean, we built so, bombs before we built reactors. Yeah, maybe they thought, too, if they could leech off some of that energy from the end of the world, that the end of the world might... They originally hypothesized, oh, the end of the world was caused by all this fucking mm-hmm. endless energy, so let's siphon some of that off and use Exhausted. it. yeah. Right. Yeah, um, and maybe we can avert our fate. Uh, but it turned out that the end of the world... The energy is a cause, is a result of that. Right. That's cool. I have an idea um, to alleviate the bleakness of the setting a little bit. Um, <laughs> it is a go on, go on, <laughs> which please. Is another one of the dark ones. But uh, one one idea that I kind of like is what if some people who are hit by APOC bombs, um, who get like the transmogrification scars, end up being endowed with some sort of visions of. A, the apocalyptic future, like the end time, but also mm-hmm. it's corollary, like the future where that doesn't happen. Um, like equal opposite reaction, you know, like there is the, the yeah. pure chaotic energy of the end yes, time. Yes, the natural energy is pure chaos. Anything could result right. theoretically. And there's like a corollary right. creative future 
um, where it's like expansive and empty universes, et cetera, et cetera. And so they kind of have this vision of that and they, they get flashes of it. Uh, and so they're sort of agents for that. And they're, they're trying their best in this war-torn magitech apocalyptic setting to... I do future. like also the energy giving people kind of these transcendent spiritual visions as yes. well. I think mm-hmm. that's cool because it's not just like physics. It's clearly prophetic of the end time. Yeah, it's all neon genesis. Even yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, should I say that? <laughs> no, no, no. I've never seen fine. it, actually. I've only seen oh. the ending, which was very good. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> it's... <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody, stop, stop listening to the podcast right now and just go watch Neon yeah, Genesis. Go, go watch all twenty six episodes, yeah. the original ending, and then the movie, and yeah. then go back and that finish the episode. Original ending, the original last two episodes. Go watch those right now. Go watch Invite that, your and then watch over. the scene where he jacks off. Those are the only yeah. two scenes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Invite your parents over. Invite your prayer group. It would just watch every it's, it's the best Christian movie ever made in Japan. <laughs> Wait, we're off, we're off track. Um, yeah, so these like sort of spiritual-esque visions are imparted by direct um, APOC energy blasts. Man, I'm not trying to be like a peasant going through my day-to-day life and get hit by an APOC bomb, and now I have feathers and I can see the future where all my family and friends have died a horrifying death. Well, how how uh, are these people treated? Because are there any normal people left, or are, is it all Mad Max mutants? Yeah, I think there are, like, city-states. I think there's, like, more put-together countries still, or there's a mm-hmm. sense of normal life, and then, like, the more yeah. war-torn countries... Yeah, maybe like countries that remain neutral in whatever horrific conflict erupted. I, I think there's a center, yeah. like a terminus of this Magitech that is still fortified and safe by virtue of having this technology and like being sort of the progenitors of it. Yeah, I imagine like a real jackboots nation. And deploying it against their less proficient yeah. enemies. Yeah, maybe it was yeah. a first strike situation. Yeah. Uh, well, if they're the manufacturers and they like determine who gets what, you're well, not going to strike them. Once one person figures out how to manufacture something, uh, the rest of the world would also figure out how to do it. Like, yeah, I think the inherent chaotic energy of the material would mean that, like, that only happens if there's their precautions would break apart. People would get their hands mm-hmm. on it. So. It would, but I mean, what you're saying only makes sense if there's a free transmission of information. If this is like some like order of magical engineers, in essence, they're not yeah. going to like just let that information go out into the world. Well, no, we didn't let knowledge of the atomic bomb get out into the world, and the Soviets developed it anyway. Like, it's stuff like that will happen, you know? It like, will, people- yeah, but that happened because of okay. espionage. Right, but I'm saying because, there would be stuff like that. Because the fundamental science of it still exists. I got yeah. it. This whole conflict, essentially, it hinges on this research team, this research and development team that was creating uh, the Esh- the APOC bombs, that was discovering the Eschaton and making bombs out of them, mm-hmm. and possibly another team... Like on the other side, like uh, in the, the World underfunded War II, ethics department of the <laughs> right. If one nation is trying to develop a brand new technology, there are leaks that at least inspire other nations to like try to follow. Um, and I, but I think this doctor would want. Um, this wizard, Dr. Wizard. Can we call him Dr. Wizard? Dr. Wizard. Mm-hmm. Very well. You're the lore lad. Uh, Dr. Wizard. 
regret that immediately. <laughs> um, uh, would leak this information if it hadn't gotten out already, because he he wants he wants this to get out. He wants everyone. Is Doctor Prometheus ha- too on the nose? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Doctor <laughs> Wizard is also too on the nose. Yeah. But yeah, Doctor Wizard is almost. We almost should change it. <laughs> we should. <laughs> Uh, Doctor Oz, how about that? Doctor Evangelist. No. Well, hang on a minute. You you said not to riff too much. What it was, like Evangelos means like messenger, basically, right? Hang on. Uh, Doctor Ibis. That means owl in Latin. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Ibis yeah, was yeah, a yeah. separate bird. Right, it's funny enough. because Ibis also means a large waiting bird in English. Yeah. yeah isn't that just a bird? <laughs> okay. Just a well. Bird. Uh, you could say also Dr. Noctua, which is another word for owl in Latin. Actually, that sounds cooler. No, I like sure. That. Okay, Dr. Ibis. Yeah. Uh, do- do- Oh, God. So there's multiple doctors on the team. Okay. So <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we we yeah, already yeah. knew this. They're we already knew there was rocks. a small team. They're all <laughs> named after birds. Yeah, Dr. Wizard <laughs> is a pejorative nickname that they gave one guy on the team. Yeah, because well, no, it's it's a sort of simultaneously, um, like lifting that person up, like they're they're like a wizard, and it's simultaneously like putting them down, like they treat science like this sort of magic evangelist, yeah, like a weird uh, mystic thing. scientist. Treating, you're, you're calling them a quack, basically. Yeah. Like, well, I just asked where are you going with this. That's where I'm. I'm there. What are you talking okay. about? <laughs> so, so there's an R and D team that exists. Uh, peeling that aside, what's the rest of the world like? Uh, right, you got big Magitech suits sauntering out to do war crimes. Uh, you got Sick. big city-sized guns uh, that fire sometimes, occasionally. Big canisters of magical gas. Uh, that's that's the deployment method. Okay. I mean, if we're talking about like different like factions in this landscape, there could be a group of um, like a city state that they seized control of this like an eschaton reactor for themselves, and they formed like a commune basically that they are using it to try and mutate people into more effective fighters. Um, oh, interesting. So they're transcendentalist entirely. Yeah. And it, cool. c- it could be like that this sort cool. of like the uh, classless like society that almost it could rank itself based off the efficacy of your own mutations, basically. Oh, is it possible that they are developing ways to control mutations to like have a more controlled, like more predictable? Yeah, yeah. trying to fuse matter with people so they have more matter to work with. It probably happen. started out as a mm-hmm. noble intention, like, hey, we can maybe like cure people who were affected by the Eschaton bomb. Uh, and yeah. then it became kind of like, well, let's see how far we can crank this in the other direction. <laughs> yeah, like sort of a fucked up survival of the fittest. I think it's a right. populist project that got taken over by its own basically like momentum. Uh, well, like that evil energy of the apocalypse is also saturating the world, you know, so people are behaving like that. 
the end times energy is leaked into people's minds and shit too. Right, but especially if you're trying yeah. to harness the APOC, it will backfire. Like you can have the best of intentions, it will get right. dark. Yeah, well, it's called APOC, so. Yeah, in this setting, the word apocalypse doesn't exist. So I it's think all they right. know about it, but it's not like they have like an electrical grid. Like they have nothing else. Right. <laughs> It's a Kirkman zombie situation here. Yeah, so uh, I like thinking through like other manifestations of APOC. So we have the transmogrification gas and bombs. Like, what's another? Uh. What if there well, a weapon people? that turned drinkable water into glass? That sounds That's difficult. <laughs> yeah, I know, <laughs> dude. <laughs> There's just huge lakes that are not drinkable because it's just solid glass. An ocean of glass is a terrifying idea. Spooky. It doesn't Ooh, yet hit the oceans. Maybe it's hit portions of the ocean. There are big glass icebergs. That's, that's that are cool. perfect, perfectly spherical. Mm. Yeah. What were you saying before the glass thing? What was that? Melvin? What were you saying before the, gl- oh, the glass like, thing? I was thinking about that spreads bacteria type life. Like maybe there's like incredible amounts of like hostile virus life. Oh hell yeah! Mm-hmm. Uh, what like about teeming spores? Yeah, well, if it's this chaotic evil energy, it influences the development of those as well. Yeah, yeah. pure chaos energy stuff like heavy light, uh, which is like sunlight that exerts pressure on the Earth and can collapse like building. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh fuck! It like gains light gains mass as it travels in certain through. areas of the world. They're more susceptible, yeah, to heavy light. Where light actually like, if you go outside, light weighs on you and bears like bears yeah. down oh, on shit. you. So well, you could actually, if you were to harness that, you could actually make hard light. You could use this to make because if light has mass, then if you like step on it, then it'll support you. Oh, uh, Magitech uses hard light. Right. Certain oh good lances and shit that'd be badass. Uh, so there there's there are areas of this heavy light which was originally deployed to kind of like prevent armies from passing through. It'd be like really inconvenient. But then they realized if we actually increase pressure on heavy light areas, you can make hard light, which is useful for uh, a lot of Magitek weaponry. So like. Mm-hmm. Areas of hard light are just like giant fucking pillars in the sky of light that whenever the sun passes through them, they fill up a little bit uh, and continue to pressurize. And you mine basically those pillars. I mean, you can make with that like basically instant fortifications. Like if you have a very intensified amount of like heavy light over a stretch of no man's land and you fire a bullet into it, it's going to fuck up the velocity of the bullet. It's going to drop like right into the fucking ground as it like or it's going to keep arcing down. Yeah, that could make the um, mechs more viable for hand-to-hand mech goodness. Yes. Because oh. you can't use bullets against them. You can't use, like, ballistics because of the heavy light. Oh, yeah, you have to fight. If you're fighting in heavy light uh, areas, you can't You can't be walking around as a human either or with your, with your, like, fleshy body because as soon as you go out, you'll just, like, either get ripped to shreds or just get pressed into the ground. Yeah. Like, it, it's designed to kill like normal like foot troops which was how a lot of war was waged and part of the reason why walkers are now a thing 
Right. We could say that um, basically everything in this world has to use walkers in most areas because most areas are some flavor of apocalyptic, don't breathe in the air. Yeah. Uh, mm. Except maybe the people who are transmogra scarred, um, just by virtue of like a lot of your body being chaos components, they can mm-hmm. breathe or like move a little freer. Maybe. I Just also think that right. like not all the world is heavy light bombed, you know? Like, no, no, I, I think it's areas. I think it's more yeah, like, like war zones. Like, yeah, yeah. Like crazy different flavors of apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's uh, different is there's some places that have heavy light. There's some places that, um, are deserts because all the water has turned into glass. There, there are some places where um, the air is sentient uh, and hates you. Hates you. <laughs> yeah, it fucking oh, hates God. you and will. If if the yeah. ambient like energy in the air, right, like the electricity, it could like fuck with the weather. Could make these giant fucking thunderstorms of oh, apoc so energy. Nice. Oh, and instead yeah. of doing like a sheet of like water coming down and rain, it's like whole like spatterings of lightning and thunder that can like break glass and shit. Oh, lightning rain? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, there's just like constant like drizzling lightning bolts coming yes. out of the sky. Do not oh, get out of the walker. <laughs> do, do not send yeah, the walker the into this area. Adapt the energy so you can like be bigger and more crazy. Yeah. Oh, shit. That constant energy source. The only settlement that can exist in that area, they have these massive lightning rods all up above the city, like just enormous, that draw all the electricity out away well, from maybe it. Maybe that setting, that area would need to have uh, walking cities. And the kid always mm. be moving because there's always getting energy. Well, I'm imagining something like a, <laughs> like a, um, uh, what are the uh, train? They're not trains. They have them in like San Francisco going up and down the trolleys. Trolleys. Yeah. yeah. You have like a trolley like that where there's uh there's an arm that comes up that touch the, the touch the rail and you get power from the rail. Mm-hmm. You have that except instead of a thing going up to touch the rail, they just have like a like a looks maybe like a dish or like a no, like a satellite looking thing. Oh, yeah. Thank you. And dude, and it, dude yeah. what if there were a city built vertically along a column of heavy light? Yes. Oh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. It'd be, it's the, you know, the tower. It's fucking if, sick. If you were actually going to put the, if, if you wanted to make sure no one interfered with your research, you would probably build a tower of heavy light and you would have your research facility be inside the column. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. The echelon aggressors, um, they have a lot of their infrastructure and their military infrastructure set up around them. Yeah, the people who've like were first mm-hmm. to weaponize the Eshton, like they right. fucking were like, look at all mm-hmm. the shit we could do with magic, and then everyone was like, Should you do that? <laughs> <laughs> we'll make the world a safer place. Yeah. It's like, yeah, uh Jeffrey just turned into like half frog guy. Half like he's got wings for feet. Yeah, and that's it's really sucks for him. Yeah, but oh, Doctor Dr. Wizard found out how to make a hunk of metal walk. It's pretty fucking Dr. cool. Wizard, I forgot. <laughs> pretty cool. Seen it's a pretty that. cool he's invention. He put a Please. gun on oh, it. Man. Call me Doctor Owl. <laughs> um, before we run out of time, I want to just go back to the transmog hit people who are having these mystical visions of a potentially good future. Yeah, mm-hmm. I imagine it's a little bit like the stand. They kind of like follow their premonitions, like end up coalescing along the way. There's like a safe right. like community that they form, yeah. basically. Like they actually like find some 
but the forces of chaos are also coalescing. Yeah. In uh, fucking Book of the New Sun, there's like the green man and the gray man who both come from an alternate future. One, They're time travelers from two futures, one where the sun dies and one where like the sun rebirths to the extent that's so powerful that like humans like become photosynthetic and like live in a golden age. Uh, and they yeah. represent wow. like a duality uh, for humanity, like a branching path. Yeah, that's what I've been going for, exactly. Oh, did we accidentally make uh, a new sun? No, this is again? this is pretty far removed from yeah, Book no, of the it's New Sun. It's called the Book oh, okay, of the good. Stand, a streetcar named Electricity. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's got Marlon Brando in it. It's pretty good. Oh shit! Wow. Well, wow. Um, do we have more? I kind of feel like we made it. I yeah. I could go on we, for a while too. This is a good one. Yeah, we just need. Um, I, mean, I just need. I feel like this needs needs to be one more thing to round it out. Don't say anything. No, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna cut right yeah, here. There's this band of high school girls, and they play instruments. It's pretty cool. <laughs> See, that's a good idea. So it can't be that. <laughs> um, you have three seconds. Yeah, I got nothing. Oh, I don't want to yeah, ruin this world. There's well, this folks. character in the setting. His name is Doctor Lunkel, and he gets uh, apocalypse <laughs> cancer, and he dies. Uh, <laughs> that's our show. <laughs> if you like this episode, you can subscribe to us on your podcasting service of choice to get new episodes every Saturday. Go ahead and write us a five-star review on iTunes and share us with anyone who likes world building. It really helps us out. Our art is courtesy of the talented and wonderful Shell Tor at Jovial Paradox on Twitter. You can tweet at us too at Lorelads or send us spirited hate mail at 30minuteworlds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, happy world building. <laughs>